Hello everyone, I am Regina DuBose. Welcome to Getting Started with Jesus, which is designed to teach you the process for spiritual growth and maturity. This program is geared to help you, teach you, encourage you, and motivate you to grow in your personal relationship with God. Every week I present some principles, sometimes dialogue with a special guest. I love playing some inspiring music as well as share some of my best secrets that I learned as a small business owner for over 36 years. My goal is to help you grow and mature overall as a person. Of course, I want you to subscribe and follow the podcast, and you can do that on your favorite listening platform. This includes Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Oh my goodness, there are so many to choose from. Make sure you follow so that you can receive notification when a new episode is available. Also, you can follow us on social media by going to my website, www.perfectpeaceworks.com. Once again, www.perfectpeaceworks.com. There, you can connect with me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you know, all those good things. I will mention the website again at the end of today's show. So let's get started with today's program. It's called Nurture the Flock. Nurture the Flock. Whenever I see a flock of birds flying in the sky, I like to stop and admire their perfect V formation. There is one leader and the rest form that distinct angle, flapping their wings as they move across the sky. Oh, it is poetry in motion. Then down here on the earthly ground, there is another perfect formation consisting of a flock of ducks or geese crossing an open road. They walk in a perfect line and they gently make their way to the other side. There is one leader in front and the synchronized footsteps of the followers remind me of a well-disciplined marching band. Single file are the words that my grade teacher would shout. Everyone line up in single file. And then we would politely walk and pass on to the next classroom or go to the fountain to get a drink of water. Mind you, we also heard the teacher say, wait until it's your turn. So it was stand in line, single file, wait until it's your turn throughout elementary school. That is what we heard. It is a discipline that I will never forget. But those teachers back then were like our second parents. They had a nurturing spirit. They knew how to help us grow up to become responsible citizens and adults. Yes, indeed, a nurturing spirit. To nurture means to help someone grow, grow up or grow into what they are becoming. When you refer to Webster's Dictionary, it says, To nurture means to feed, supply with nourishment, to encourage or provide moral support, to bring up, to train, educate, and develop. I am sure the perfect flight of those beautiful creatures in the air 
and the ducks or geese waddling across the road in perfect order are the result of adequate training, education, support, and development, which is demonstrated by their unique actions of growth and maturity here and now. It is amazing, astounding, and makes me realize that spiritual growth and maturity should be the same. Yes, exactly like that. With support, training, education, and development in the grace and knowledge about the things that pertain to God. Think about it. I mean, really think about it. How often do you get so involved and invested in the programs and the busy stuff that goes on in your church, but it has very little to do with your own personal growth from your own personal problems that are impacting your personal Christian life? You know, in many cases, the body of Christ, believers, children of God are going astray because they are in the flock, but they are not being nurtured. I am so grateful to God that my biological mother and my spiritual mother told me the importance of God's power and word to direct my life. And yes, yes, it straightened me out when I deviated from the norm and got wrecked up from sin. But mothers, my mother, my spiritual mother, teachers, wives, husbands, fathers, school teachers, college professors, Sunday school teachers, preachers, neighbors, and many community leaders should have a nurturing spirit. Not a contentious, confrontative, cantankerous, critical spirit, but yes, a calm, sweet, warm, nurturing spirit. You know, the type of nurturing that draws mankind to the wonderful world of godly living, righteousness, a better way. And the type of spirit that leads to a personal testament of God's grace and his mercy. However, when you look around at our world today, just look around. <laughs> Only God knows the absolute truth. Yet the word of God says we do know them by the fruit they bear. That's what is said in Matthew chapter 7, verse 15 through 20. Please, please take time and read that entire scripture for yourself. There are many wolves preying on the sheep that belong to the good shepherd, Jesus Christ. Nurturing the flock, the body of Christ, is a responsibility that we should accept as a great opportunity to build up the kingdom of God. The body of, uh, the body of Christ are those who have decided to believe in the name of Jesus Christ. He is our Savior and Lord. And as the Good Shepherd, Jesus calls us sheep. Let's review what the Word of God says about the perfect formation of God's sheep. Now let me just say this before we go into the scripture. Real sheep know Jesus and follow him. I'll say it again. Real sheep know Jesus and follow him. In John chapter 10 verses 1 through 7, Jesus discusses that he is the door of the sheep. In verse 8 it says, All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. In other words, real sheep, believers, don't even hear or listen to 
false teachers, mean-spirited preachers, wayward prophets, and arrogant leaders. You know, those who are conceited, cantankerous, controlling, confusing, confrontative, critical, and very self-centered. Jesus goes on to say in verses 9, 10, and 11, I am the door. By me, if any man or woman enter in, he or she shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have life more abundantly. This is a famous verse that's always quoted, but it refers to the sheep, those who hear and follow God. The thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that more abundantly. Verse 11 says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Jesus Christ is the good shepherd. No one else can claim that title. God knows, he hears, God cares, and he understands everyone of your needs. You must study the entire chapter for yourself. But here is the part, here is the part I really love in John chapter 10, verse 24 through 30. Listen to what it says. Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and ye believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But ye believe not, because ye are not my sheep, as I said unto you. Here it is in verse 27, Jesus says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Jesus goes on to say in verse 29, My Father who gave them to me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Wow, that's it. That is it. Listen, when you really belong to Jesus and you're one of his sheep, no man is able to pull you away or pluck you out of the Father's hand. Not really. No, ma'am. No, sir. Not at all. Believe it. Receive it. Know it for yourself and live it. Finally, when you really get the Word of God embedded in your heart, then you will know what we are supposed to do as children of God. We will go, do, teach, and baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, making new disciples, as mentioned in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. Too often, too many times, we tell the flock, oh, come and sit down, you know, come go to church. Also, we will teach what Jesus taught. We will study to know what the Word of God says about this issue and that concern. We will grow, get better, get stronger, and yes, oh yes, yes, we will mature. Then we will know and truly understand what David meant in Psalm 23 when he said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. 
Discipleship is the framework for taking a new Christian by the hand and leading them down the road to a faithful and fruitful walk in Jesus Christ. Let, let me say that one more time. Discipleship is the framework for taking a new Christian by the hand and leading them down the road to a faithful and fruitful walk in Jesus Christ. We need more real sheep to graze in the pastures, honoring, worshiping, believing, and of course, trusting God. You've heard that verse, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. I'm sure you've heard that verse. People say that all the time. It means that there are many people waiting to become Christians, but very few Christians are leading sinners to Christ. It does not mean laborers or workers in the building doing busy church work. That's not what the verse means. So before I end today's show, let's review that passage of scripture. I really want you to get this. Go to Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 through 38. Let's read verse 35. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Verse 36. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they were faint, they were weak, and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Verse 37. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Verse 38. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. you find in the next chapter, Matthew chapter 10, he sends his disciples forth with specific instructions to preach the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Take time to read it for yourself. So going back in Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 through 38, Jesus uses this farming analogy to talk about how there are many people out there to be cared for and brought to God and the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, but few people working to go out there and do the work. You know, the work of witnessing, sharing, admonishing, and leading people to Jesus Christ. Many do not witness and share the gospel, the good news. It's sad, but true. Most Christians just hang around, hang outside around their church building. It's sad, but so true. Just do your own research or analysis and, and ask yourself, your friends, your colleagues, ask your church buddies, your group, ministry leaders, ask your auxiliary, your partners, your preachers, your teachers, your deacons, ask, ask your ministers, your cousins, your social media buddies, your contacts, your family members, ask your staff, your musicians, your singers, you know, ask your people, your people. How many folks did you lead to Jesus Christ last year, last month, or last week? What will they say? <laughs> what will they say? Listen, as you take the time, effort, energy, and determination to grow closer to God in your spiritual growth and maturity, you will become a vessel ready, willing, able, 
and waiting for each opportunity to lead people to Jesus Christ. It really is a natural result of sincere spiritual growth, maturity, and development. I mean, you just get to a place where you begin to do the things that God wants you to do. Look, the word of God says, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. (laughs) That's found in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 30. Yes, yes, Lord. Lord, please forgive us. Forgive us, Lord. We pray right now for more real sheep to graze in the pastures, honoring, worshiping, believing, and trusting you. We pray, Lord, for real shepherds who will nurture the flock. We pray for disciples who will follow and obey your commands. Listen, may God bless you and heaven smile upon you. Thank you for this lesson. Oh, thank you, dear Lord, for this lesson. So be encouraged. Join us each week and learn the process for your spiritual growth and maturity. Think about it. Just think about it. Grow closer to God. Experience the peace of God. Share the wisdom of God. And oh yes, live. Live in the power of God. Let me leave this verse from you. This is one of my favorite verses. Isaiah chapter 26 verse 3. Thou will keep him or her in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Let's do it together. Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory now and forever. And that's found in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. Amen. So don't forget to follow or subscribe to this podcast and connect with us on social media. You can go to my website, www.perfectpeaceworks.com www.perfectpeaceworks.com You can email your questions. You can also order my books, Perpetuating Wealth, Secret to Longevity in Small Business, and Getting Started with Jesus, The Process for Spiritual Growth and Maturity. You can also purchase them from Amazon, Target.com, and other online platforms. Many of the topics on this podcast come directly from my two books and, of course, the Holy Bible. Let me mention my new class, which is on the first Saturday of every month. We started in January, and the class is called GSWJ, Getting Started with Jesus, The Process for Spiritual Growth and Maturity 101. If you are interested in joining the class, it is the first Saturday every month. Our next session is March the 4th from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Simply send an email to rdubos.gswj at gmail.com. I'll say it again. R-D-U-B-O-S-E dot G-S-W-J at gmail.com and say, I want to get started. I want to become a part of the class. Leave your name, your email address, of course, and your phone number, and we will connect with you. I look forward to hearing from you, and I just want you to continue to grow in the things of God. Until next time, be peaceful, celebrate life, keep moving forward, and trust only God. May God give you 
his wonderful blessings. Amen, amen, and amen.